0: Om Sri Rama Rama Rama, Rama Di, Rame, manu rame tat dhulham, Rama Nama Varanane. The repetition of the name of Rama is equivalent to the chanting of the whole of the Vishnu Sahasranama or the thousand and one names of Lord Vishnu. In this podcast, Vanamali is reading from her own book on the life of Sri Rama known as Sri Rama Leela. May Lord Rama's blessings fall upon all those who listen to this with shraddha and devotion, faith and bhakti. Hari Om That's Canto 2 Causeway to Lanka. After leaving his brother, Vibhishana went to the opposite shore and approached Rama's camp. The monkeys who were guarding the entrance saw him and his four companions poised in the air. He was decked with jewels and held a massive mace in his hand. Sugriva came out and observed him and asked the monkeys to prepare for a fight. Seeing this, Vibhishana spoke loudly from the sky. I am Vibhishana, the younger brother of Ravana. I tried my best to advise him to return Sita to Rama, but he insulted me and sent me out. I have abandoned everything I possess, including my family, and have come to take refuge at Rama's feet, for I have heard that he is merciful and friendly to all creatures. Please announce my arrival to him. Sugriva ran back and reported the matter to Rama. These raakrasas are wily creatures. They should never be trusted. He says he's Ravana's brother, but he may well be a spy. He may win your confidence and then betray you. Like an owl which waits for the opportune moment and destroys the whole clan of crows, he will join us and wait for the right time and, and, and highlight us. Rama gave careful attention to what he said and then asked everybody else to give their views. All of them were, were of the opinion that Vibhishna was not to be trusted. At last Hanuman spoke. I saw this man in Lanka when he spoke against Ravana's wishes to kill me. In fact, it is because of him that Ravana desisted from putting me to death. Neither his mien nor his behaviour was suspicious in any way. I think he must have tried to advise Ravana to give up his plan, and the latter must have refused. That must be the reason why he decided to quit. The Shastras say, that it is not correct to stay with one who is steeped in adharma. Moreover, someone who comes as a spy would not announce himself as he has done. Rama, the compassionate one, was pleased with Hanuman's words, for they were only an echo of his own thoughts. Whosoever approaches me with a heart filled with love, I will accept with equal love. I will not abandon one who has taken refuge in me, even though he may be filled with faults. This is my decision. Sugriva, the prudent again tried to dissuade Rama to give up the idea of accepting a Rakrasa as an ally, for his experience told him that they were not to be trusted. With a slight smile, Rama said, A righteous man can be born even in the clan of the Rakrasas. Evidently, he found it impossible to stay any longer with his vicious brother, and thus he has come to me. I shall accept him. Sugriva said, My lord, you are too noble. I am sure he is a spy. It would be safer to kill him. Dharma smiled and said, It is of no importance to me whether he is good or bad. The code of Dharma says that one who has taken refuge should never be abandoned. My principle in life is to give succor to anyone who comes and declares that he wants to join me. His character is immaterial. Even if Ravana himself came and fell at my feet, I would not refuse him, even though he has wronged me woefully. Go and bring him here. Sugriva was amazed at these words. He bowed low to Rama and went to do his bidding. Vibhishna was thrilled to hear that he had been accepted. He strode into Rama's presence and fell at his feet and clasped them with his hands. He then rose up and said, My lord, I am Vibhishna, the half-brother of Ravana. I have been grossly treated by him and I have left everything I possess in Lanka and taken refuge at your feet. Now you are my everything. My life and welfare are in your hands. I have surrendered my joys and sorrows and my very life at your blessed feet. Please accept me as your devoted slave." Rama was touched by his devotion and gave him permission to stay. He smiled tenderly at him and bade him welcome. Afterwards, he asked him about Ravana's strength and weaknesses. Vibhishna said, Brahma has granted the ten-headed Ravana a special boon. He is invulnerable against all creatures, including gods, birds, snakes and celestial beings. My brother, the huge Kumbagana is an exceptional warrior. The commander of the forces, Prahasta, is an indomitable soldier. Ravana's son, Indrajit, is invincible. His armour cannot be pierced, and Agni, the god of fire, has granted him many magic boons by which he can make himself invisible at will. The army consists of crores of Rakshasas who subsist on meat and blood and can change form at will. As for Ravana, he has defeated even the gods in battle. Rama listened carefully to this account and then said with a smile, Fear not, Abhishevshana. I will kill all of them and install you as king of Lanka. He may run to all the worlds. Ravana will not be able to escape the fury of my arrows. Until I achieve this objective, I will not enter Ayodhya. I swear this in the name of my three brothers. Vibhishna fell at his feet and said, I swear in the name of Dharma that I will assist you in all ways to the best of my ability in carrying out your resolve. But the one thing I will not do is to kill my own people," Rama said. "Lakshmana, bring water from the ocean. I will myself perform the coronation of Vishnu here and now." Thus saying, Rama took the water brought by Lakshmana and performed the abhishega or ceremonial bath by pouring the concentrated water over the head of the respective king, amidst great joy and applause from the vanaras. Now both Sugriva and Hanuman asked their new found ally to suggest a method how they could cross the ocean. Vibhishna suggested that the lord of the ocean would surely comply with the wishes of Rama if he requested him. This sea owes its very existence and name to the Sagara brothers, who were the ancestors of Rama. He would surely remember this and help him in his task. In the meantime, Ravana sent one of his men to try and win Sugriva over to his side. The monkeys caught him and beat him up mercilessly. He ran to Rama and begged him to intervene and stop his people from killing him. Rama told the Vanderas to stop harassing him. And let him go. He rose into the sky and praised Rama. Noble Rama, you are indeed a hero amongst men. Please tell me what I should say to Ravana. Sugriva replied scornfully. Tell your great master that Sugriva can never become his friend. You are the enemy of Rama and you deserve nothing but death at my hands. Rama decided to fast to death if the Lord of the Ocean did not comply with his request. So he lay on a mat of dharba grass in front of the ocean and meditated. Three days and three nights passed without any response from the Lord of the Ocean. At the end of this time, Rama lost his patience and said to Lakshmana, As I told you before, O Lakshmana, people mistake my good nature for weakness. Some people can only be subdued by force. And the lord of the ocean seems to be one of them. Bring my bow and arrows, and I will dry him up with just one arrow. I will drain him of his waters, so that nothing remains but an expanse of sand, and my army will easily cross over to ravana's domain. So saying, he started discharge arrow after arrow from his mighty bow. The waters rose up in upheaval. The waves were as tall as mountains. The earth trembled and quivered in agony. The sky became pitch black, and meteors flashed across the firmament, even as thunder roared and lightning flashed. The ocean throbbed and moaned in pain. Lakshmana caught hold of Rama's hand and begged him to desist. Out of the ocean, Samudra, the lord of the ocean, rose up, trembling with fear. The darkness caused by Rama's anger lifted due to the radiance of the jewels round Sagara's neck. Long necklaces of pearls gleamed on his chest. His hair was covered with seaweed, and water kept pouring down his long grey hair and beard. He rose up on the crest of a wave with folded palms above his head, and slowly came to the shore and approached Rama, and stood humbly in front of him. ''O Lord,'' he said, ''you are known to be the abode of kindness and mercy. I did not appear before you earlier, because I cannot go against my nature, as you know only too well. Earth, water, fire and wind are all ruled by the laws of nature. I am by nature deep, wide and unfathomable. I cannot change my nature. But I can give you a plan by which you can cross easily. There is a monkey called Nala in your army, who is the son of Vishwakarma, the architect of the gods. He is an expert in building bridges. Let him build a bridge, and I will see that it does not sink or fall apart while the army is crossing. I can also promise you that my sharks and whales will not harm your army while they cross. So saying, Sagara melted into a wave which came ashore to take him. Rama called Nala, who immediately agreed to construct the bridge. Before starting the construction, Rama made a beautiful linga of Lord Shiva with the sand, and worshipped it, and asked Shiva to bless him with success in his endeavour. The place where Rama installed the lingam is known as Rameshwaram, and is a famous place of worship even to this day. Ordered by Nala, the monkeys scurried around, collecting material for the construction. They uprooted trees and brought huge boulders. Rocks as large as hills were carried on their willing shoulders. Hanuman also joined and repeat the magic mantra of Rama over every stone and boulder, and the work went on with great speed and enthusiasm. The bridge was a hundred leagues long and ten feet wide. One-fifth was built the first day, and the whole construction was over in five days. Rama and Lakshmana sat on the shore and watched the work. It is said that a squirrel who wanted to help Rama used to wedge his fur roll in the sand and then go and shake off the dust on the bridge, since that was the only effort he was capable of making. The monkeys made fun of him and told him to go off, or he would be trampled by their feet. He was frightened and sad and went and nestled close to Rama, who took him on his lap and comforted him by passing his three fingers down his back. It is said that to this day the squirrel bears the mark of Rama's fingers on his back. Rama calmed his fears, and told him that his tiny efforts were as valuable to him as the gigantic achievements of the monkeys. The sand he had brought was as precious to him as the rocks of the Vanaras. Thus the little squirrel also found a place in Dharma's heart. At last the causeway was completed. Even the gods came to survey it from above. It looked like the parting of the hair of a woman, so elegant and beautiful was it. Dharma was the first to set foot on it. Then came Lakshmana, and then Sugriva. The rest of the Vandara horde followed, dancing and bounding with joy. Sometimes they would jump into the sea and swim for a while, and sometimes walk on the bridge. The noise made by monkeys drowned the sound of the waves. It was as if the sea held its breath while the army crossed. At last they set foot on enemy territory. Rama told Lakshmana and Sugriva to make preparations for camp. The sun had set and the moon had just risen as the army settled down for the night. Rama was touched by the enthusiasm and devotion of monkeys and their innocent love. The noises from the city were wafted to them in the air. The monkeys were greatly excited and roared with joy. Rama looked up at the city of Ramana with turrets of gold and silver and thought of his beloved Janagi, who was a prisoner of love. He stood gazing at Lanka for a long time, lost in thought. At last he roused himself and talk to the commanders about their plan of action, who would be in charge of which battalion, so on. Thus ends a second canto called Causeway to Lanka of the Yuddha Kanda in the glorious Ramayana of the sage Wild Hari Om Tatsat.